What's up, everyone? You are listening to the After Dinner Mint Show with Gracie Autumn. I'm a DJ, blogger, coffee-drinking Marvel lover. My show is about life, the good, the bad, and the ugly, but I mostly focus on the good things. On today's show, I'm once again joined by my good friend, Noelle. We are going to talk about the coronavirus and all the ways it has been affecting us. And with that, here's today's show. And welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the After Dinner Mint Show with Gracie Autumn. My guest, Noelle, I'm so excited for her to be back. She was on the very first episode of the podcast edition, the After Dinner Mint Show. And we've been talking about for months of having you back. And now you are. Here I am. I'm excited. Yeah, it was funny. We were first going to talk about traveling and our experiences of staying in airbnbs and all that good stuff but then we realized no one can travel or leave their homes during this time <laughs> so this would be a very touchy subject right now to yeah, talk about well, so. oh where, where do you want to go and like this <laughs> is a great place to travel to but you rub everyone's have- faces in it <laughs> yeah. Before thinking about going to Rome. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. But this episode is going to be about the coronavirus and being in quarantine, just because it's something that really everyone is talking about. The world is talking about this. So I thought, why not the After Dinner Mint Show talk about it? It's be a good thing. So this is a topic really that affects everything that we experience day to day, you know, our education and and finances and work like this illness is just really affecting everything. So we're going to try to cover as many topics as we can today. Um, But the first I want to know is, Noelle, how have you been dealing with this and being in quarantine? You know, we are, we're all experiencing the same thing for the most part, but it's affecting us all in different ways. So how has it been for you? Honestly, not too bad. I mean, there was a period where I was like a little stir crazy because it's just sort of like you're used to having a certain type of routine and like spending a certain amount of time outside your house doing things or being at work or whatever. And it's like, at first it's just sort of like, uh, what am I doing? You know? Um, but so I actually started working at home. My, uh, thankfully, I work from an office, so uh, they just let us bring all of our computers and stuff home. Um, so I've got a little setup actually in the corner of my living room right now uh, that I cover up during the daytime, so that, or not during the daytime, but like when I'm off work, so I don't have to stare at it. Um, so I've been doing that, and then uh, my sister is actually here um, because she actually, she's in college, and she lives with my parents who are maybe 15 minutes away. Um, but my almost 90 year old grandfather also lives with my parents. And because my sister could not, um, you know, completely quit working, um, she was potentially going to be bringing germs back into the house. And as we know, older people are the most susceptible. Um, so she actually is, you know, moved in with me until, Basically, the quarantine is over, as far as we know, anyway. Um, and we've been having fun. I think it's actually made it a lot more like bearable and enjoyable to have another person, because being cooped up by yourself is just kind of crappy, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. 
you know, yeah. So like we have conversations and we come up with like things to do together that we might not think of by ourselves and hang out on the porch in the hammock when it's nice out and it's nice. I've been enjoying it. No, and it's nice to have like a family member too, because like your family yes. like just gets you a little differently or you can you can do things with your family that you would not with other people. You can be a little more relaxed or you're like, I can be in my PJs all day. And True. Yeah. That's <laughs> very nice. <laughs> And she's very nice with my alarm going off at six in the morning on weekdays. <laughs> she hasn't complained too much yet. No, when you, I feel like when you, you grow up in a big family, you learn to just, you can to sleep through anything. Or to, and very it, much so. You know, different schedules. You're like, if I do not learn to just sleep through this whole thing that is going on around me, like. Oh I, yeah. I, I got really good at that, especially as a teenager. Cause I have four siblings and yeah. No, and, like, with my family, yeah. too, it's a big mix of, like, night owls and, like, morning people. So, like, you're trying to sleep, and it's, you know, like, 6 a.m., and people are, like, ready to start their day. But then you have people, and it's, like, 2 a.m., and you can hear people in the kitchen, and you're, like, what is happening? What are you doing? Or, like, <laughs> they're moving like, furniture. No, it's, <laughs> like, <a> what? <laughs> what is, is going on? Uh, no, it's so weird, like, because I'm kind of like I would say 60% introvert like 40% extrovert so for me yeah. I'm like we're in quarantine I'm like a lot of the stuff that we're all doing now is like me on a normal basis like right I know didn't read books or just watch Netflix and can kind of be alone and be like this is fine so <laughs> I feel like yeah introverts are finally being recognized as heroes like this is a good thing just this is our up. moment See, my, my time to shine I'm like I've been doing this before it was cool like it's like are you are you stuck with nothing to do in quarantine reach out to me I'm an introvert exactly <laughs> no like everyone's coming up with these lists of like things to do stuck at home and I'm like I already do I like literally (laughs) although I do feel like I'm discovering or rediscovering hobbies or potential hobbies that like I've just pushed to the back burner because it's just amazing how like I don't know busy even when you think like even when you consider yourself an introvert like how busy our lives really are like I was talking to my sister yesterday my other sister who lives in New York um and she's, you know, already pretty minimalist with her schedule and, mm-hmm. you know, very down to earth and whatever. And she's still like, wow, I'm just realizing how overscheduled I still was. She, she was just like, it's so great to just have all this just time to just exist and not just be always having things to do and places to go and stuff. Um, so this is kind of interesting. Yeah, it, it's weird, too, because... I feel like I'm also still being incredibly social and doing a lot more time reconnecting with people that I haven't done in a long time. I know. I have all this time. Also, my friends feel like we used to have opposite schedules. We now have the same schedule, so we can actually FaceTime and and meet up. Um, I started this thing on, like, every Friday. I have morning tea with people. Oh. Afternoons, I have, like, happy hours. I'm like, I have that is so, so great. Like social events. <laughs> it's really great. Yeah, I feel like I've been connecting more with people too, um, and like in more meaningful ways. It's almost yeah. like because you can't just go and just like waste time doing like dumb stuff together. Like you want to make 
your interactions count maybe I'm not sure um, but like it seems like people are out like doing things that you never see them doing you know I, I'm seeing I live in an apartment complex and you know the kids are home because the schools are closed and I'm seeing you know parents out playing with their kids yeah. and like uh, I met a Puerto Rican family who recently moved here who lives in this apartment community maybe last week and you know the the it's a mom and her two daughters, like maybe 20 and the other one's like probably nine or 10. And like, they were all out with the grandmother, like doing a scavenger hunt for an online school project, you know? And uh, my sister says there's people in her neighborhood out doing stuff. She's never seen them do before, like playing golf in the front yard or just talking, like being, present in the moment and it's just it's kind of interesting because you wouldn't necessarily think you think everyone's going to be cooped up but it's almost like because everyone's cooped up they're like valuing that stuff more oh yeah and it's great to see too like because now all these kids now are being homeschooled yeah because all these basically down and i think it's great for parents now to see like what it takes to educate Someone. Yeah, and very I think much teachers so. are going to be valued more. And it's nice, I think, really, like, the parent's involvement in a child's education is just as important as, like, having a good teacher. And it's really teamwork between the two for a kid to have, like, a strong education. And so it's mm-hmm. nice think parents are going to be like, oh, wow, like, I do need to ask my kids about their homework. And I do need to help them and encourage them to read. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That's another positive, I think, is like parents now be, becoming the teachers and seeing like wow, yes. what a teacher goes through like in a day. Yeah, that's so true. I never thought about that, but that that's going to be true for a lot of families just because of how like they have to be involved because the kids are home, you know? Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, we're either through this whole experience, like we're all going to become stronger or by the end we'll be like, I've had enough of everything. Like, <laughs> Right? I know, like... Take it, you horrid old thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. Well, I was reading um, an Atlantic article that was talking about the different timelines. And I can't remember the, like, exact ones because I kind of skimmed it. Yeah. Um, but I think they, they had, like, four different timelines. And, you know, one was, like, the super, super optimistic one. They're like, you know, somehow all of a sudden the virus mutates and it's no longer serious and everybody's suddenly immune and everybody, you know, all the experts are scratching their heads. They're like, I mean, there might be a small percentage possibility of that happening, but they're like, probably not. They're like, probably more likely is that there's going to be some version of settling into an altered routine for the long haul. Um, and they're like, they, they expect it to be one to two years before things fully return to normal. Um, and they said, you know, the situation we're in now could continue six months and then slowly start easing off and we can start doing like social distancing, but more like activities, or it might go for a full year before we actually start reintroducing activities. And they said some of the first things that are likely to be reintroduced are things like traveling to visit family members and things like that. And then certainly by around the year two mark once they've come out with vaccines and we've really had a chance to deal with it you know we'll have that immunity and everything things will more or less return to normal although altered obviously because of everything we were going through and i'm going well like you know on one hand i suppose negative effects would be amplified by that but i think a lot of positive things are happening culturally and it seems like a long time having to like 
live in a different way could be really good for our culture and like our relationships and just everything. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's weird to see like how long this is going to affect us for, you know, it's been, I'm like, Oh, two weeks, like I'm going crazy. But then this could go on for months, as you said, like years of trying to just get back into the normalcy and just like how financially and like economically and just socially, like how it's going to take for us to get back to normal, you know? And like, it's, it's yes. such a weird issue because like, even if the U S were like, okay, we finally have this under control. We have it. We're going to get back to normal. But then if a different country is still in like, utter right. chaos, like that still affects us. Cause it's not like, okay, like, we still can't have people really traveling to the U.S. or to these countries because if we back in again, like, it's going to start over. So really, it's like, the whole world is, is on shutdown, which is so Yeah. Um, well, and I, you know, we think we have it bad, but, like, um, my boyfriend is, is, or, well, he's technically stationed in Italy, though they were out of the country when this happened. Okay. And so they... Uh, they, it was supposed to be kind of a temporary assignment they were on, but they're kind of stuck where they are because they're certainly not sending them back into Italy right now. And, and uh, you know, just for the foreseeable future, and they basically have kind of nothing to do. So they're like trying to keep them busy, giving them a lot of busy work, you know, but it's just sort of like being stuck and it, like, it's not where you were supposed to be. So you don't have any of your normal stuff with you. Like you don't have anything to like, pick up hobbies or anything like that and you have no idea how long it's going to be that I think would be really really hard yeah and it's funny to like how fast things happen because like when I first kind of heard about the virus like I guess like I don't know when maybe it's like a month ago or something like I, I was definitely on board with like oh this isn't really a big deal we are I know okay. yeah I was definitely one of the same well just like like, let's just be on stage. Uh, it's not a thing. And then literally, like, a week later, I'm, like, at the food store, like, buying bags and bags of, like, tater <laughs> and, like, bottles of wine. Like, those are the things I thought I needed for quarantine. Like, <laughs> what did I need wine. to stock up like, on? <laughs> the essentials. Like, for me, like, these were the essentials. Um, so it's funny, like, how, how fast, like, my views of this changed from like, this is ridiculous. Like people are ruining my life. Like I don't need to be in quarantine. And now I'm like locked down. Like, and like giving time. dirty looks to people who aren't taking it seriously. <laughs> no, yeah, how, how dare you? Like, <laughs> yeah, we actually, no, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, um, it was funny. Cause I think like in, I live in Pennsylvania and I feel like it was more of an issue for us like, then it was in Georgia, because I remember kind of talking to you, and you're like, so what is this virus? Like, what are people doing? So it's funny, like, seeing all the, the different states slowly mm -hmm. getting affected by this, or, like, getting on board. Yes, I know, and I think uh, in Georgia, because that's where I am, we we yeah. were a little late on the band bandwagon, and I know I was late on the bandwagon as, in, as far as, like, buying rubbing alcohol or hand sanitizer because forget that now like, <laughs> this is going to be on the black market or something I don't know but like um yeah no I, I think you're right and I'm just happy that once and like this is I know this is true for Georgia and I feel like I looked this up for Pennsylvania as well um that like once the government started recognizing that it was a problem. Then they started moving kind of fast. Like they made changes to like unemployment uh, services, like, and Georgia um, 
employers who are cutting back or temporarily laying off workers as a result of this are required to file on their employees' behalf uh, for unemployment benefits. And if they don't do it, they're actually penalized by having to reimburse the state for all of their unemployment insurance that are, you know, this, that the employees get. Um, and I'm going, wow, like, I'm really happy to hear that because, like, there are people who, like, they don't have that luxury to, you know, they don't have maybe a savings account set up to like cushion them through this or whatever. Like they have to keep a roof over their family's heads, you know, and they have to do something um, and they have to do it like now, you know? Oh yeah. And like another like weird thing to think about with this is like jobs that we considered safe jobs before, like we're not safe jobs. And I was like thinking of like people who are in a hair salon, like, Oh, yeah, like, that's a great job. Like, as long as you work at, like, a nice salon and people go there, like, you're always going to have work. People need haircuts. And just seeing, like, my friends who are hairstylists and they're like, I'm out of work now, you know. Right. That's so weird. Like, I never in my mind, like, would have discouraged someone from, like, becoming a hairstylist because you're like, people are always going to need haircuts. Like, that's a great job. And I You never thought of that scenario, basically. Yeah, like, now it's like, but what if, like, this crazy virus comes <laughs> along. It's like, yes. it's so weird. No, and like this, hopefully will, something like this will never, ever happen again because it's <laughs> Definitely not, or yeah. we'll be more like equipped to handle it. Cause yeah, I think, hopefully, yeah. Um, I think our response rate will be much faster next time. Hopefully there's oh, no yeah. next time, but. Yeah, but it's, it's so fascinating to think about like all these things that you were like, oh, this is just like, for certain or like this is for sure like you're safe in this situation and now it's like all of that's gone like I know I know yeah no that's amazing and it's just like I think I don't know if this is an accurate uh figure but my sister uh her husband told her that the unemployment rate right now is 20 million people oh my gosh and I'm just going oh my gosh like I don't know how many are in the United States. What is it like 300 million or 100 million yeah. or something like that? Okay. That's a pretty big chunk of people out of that population, you know? Um, and like, I don't know if you have been reading up about the stimulus package that the government recently passed, the federal government, but it passed unanimously, which is just like unbelievable. Like not only did they move their butts and get something useful done, but they all agreed on something. I know. I was like, wow, history here. Like when does this ever happen? Like, it's like, yes, nice to see finally both parties just like, okay, like we can agree on something. And, and it's like actually (laughs) useful. Like, yeah. And I was so impressed with how fast, like they have been working on this. Like, Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah seriously. I finally be like, wow, good job. I didn't know our government could move here. that like, fast. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the government was just automatically slow. I had no idea they could have such a quick turnaround. No, I mean, okay. like, I think uh, what I read from, I want to say the New York Times, they just did like a little rundown on the stimulus checks that they're sending out. Yeah. Um, and they said, for at least for people that the government already has information on, uh, that they think in about three weeks they should be uh, seeing them deposited in their you know, people's banks accounts and or the checks being mailed out. Um, and it's pretty like, it's pretty generous. They're not going to tax it because it's going to be a tax refund. So it's 1200 per individual and 2400 per couple. And I think uh, my congressman sent me information that says 
uh, people with dependent children may get $500 per child in addition to that. You know, and then plus the unemployment thing at the federal level, I think there it's like $600 a week in addition to whatever you would get from the state, from your like individual state. So I'm going like, wow, like the government actually has our backs and like no, it's time that we really need it. That's to see. Yeah, I know. I'm like, well, now they have no excuse because we've all seen when they work together, like how fast we know get past and like we exactly it's like you have no right, excuses. <laughs> no, really, no. And it was like I was just getting so exhausted already with seeing everything for the next election and just all this stuff. And like you just like you don't know what to believe and you get so tired. And I'm like, no one has talked about politics in so long. And it's such I, a relief. I like, like to stay. I like to stay informed, but I'm like, I'm just sick. Like, I need to tap out of this for a little because I, I just can't. And the whole world has done it now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, <laughs> it's nice to see, like, people as people and we're not, like, picking sides, except, like, I mean, we kind of have with this, with the current. And somebody's always going to, oh, like, ruin it for everyone. <laughs> it's all a conspiracy. I'm like. They go, whatever. Like, you know what? what? It, like, sidetrack thing. Like, what are we gaining with this conspiracy? What like, we're gaining is <laughs> money. <laughs> we're getting checks from the government. I don't care if it's a conspiracy. I, I, don't money. Actually, like, I, don't, I don't like this conspiracy. Like, here they <laughs> No, like, when you see like, people are dying, like, you see what Italy is, like, happening to Italy and all these other countries. And I'm like, how, like, what is anyone gaining if it's all a, a joke? Like, like that, first of all, kudos to whoever organized that conspiracy because that's impressive. Like, their organizational skills are really, like, through the roof here. Quite impressed. <laughs> I know, right? Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's just, it's all about, like, just seeing the whole world being, like, we are on lockdown. Like, it's, Yes, I know. Just, no, but I think this was so encouraging to see how fast our government is working to be like, this is an issue for people and they're going to need money. And sometimes I feel like the government doesn't tap into that. Of like, there are people who need money and like, this is an issue. So right. I to finally just be like, oh yeah, like, like people are going to get can be done. And we got to, right. like, even though we're like, we are making these decisions to put people in lockdown, like, we are still going to help them out because we realize this is going to place an effect on people. Yes. And I think that'll help the long-term consequences. You know, you're talking about, like, what are the social and economic consequences going to be? And, like, we talked about the possible positives, obviously, and I'm really hoping and thinking that there's going to be, if, if they don't outweigh the negatives, that certainly they're going to certainly be competitive with the negatives is you know all those positive things but even on the you know the negative side I do think this type of thing you know helping people make it through not having employment you know continuing to fuel the economy to some extent like I think that'll really 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 help us have less of a bad effect than it could have been economically anyway oh yeah you know and socially because if people can put food on the table then that does, it affects your psychology, it affects your relationships, you know, your presence of mind, it affects all of those things. Um. Oh, yeah, and it's crazy, too, like, how 
we're all like we're laughing at the same memes about the and then like we're all like experiencing the same thing but like in the end I said this earlier but like it's going to affect everyone differently you know so for me I'm like it's a bummer like I've lost a ton of work um you know like I don't get to like see my friends as, like often and I like got I couldn't see um I got tickets to see Billie Eilish and that show got canceled so, like a lot I'm like this is a bummer and then you see like another person like their like senior high school prom got canceled and like the graduation ceremony and like that is such a big bummer you know like for at that age, and you like, realize like we're all in this together yeah like we're all like like it's rough for everyone and then they're like the people too if you work in an essential business like a hospital or a grocery store like you have to carry this burden but still go out to work like you can't be like okay guys stay safe and but I can just I know my house and watch Netflix like that's not the Can't case do that nurse like you like life still goes on for you and like that's incredible like it really is um my sister's a nurse uh she's uh in North Carolina and she was working I want to say pre-op um for up until recently and but because all of the elective surgeries have been put on hold she's actually out of a job right now so she's but because she's a nurse at the same time there's always something to do as a nurse especially like in a public health crisis you know so she's gonna find work again but like she has you know when she was working and when she will be working once again she like did not have the luxury of staying home and in fact I mean it was actually rather concerning her her boss I want to say she well so she called her boss because she wasn't feeling good and she was having some symptoms. She was like, maybe I should stay home. And her boss was like, kind of laughed at her and was like, well, you know, I've, I've been running a fever for like two days and like, I've been coming in, you'll be fine. And she was like, what? She was like, I don't think that's a good idea. You know, so she came in and she like wore a mask, like to keep from transmitting everything or whatever. But it was just sort of like, you know, just realizing a, like, how important it is to be able to practice safety measures if you're in public health uh, or in health in general, you know, and then just also just, you know, the stakes are so much higher when you're working in healthcare like that, um, you know, and they're running out of masks. Uh, so my dad is also, he's a hospice chaplain. So I think he was the first one to tell me they have special masks that they wear in, uh, when, especially when it has to do with like trying to prevent transmitting disease to immunocompromised yeah. people and stuff. And there's special respirator masks and they have to make them a certain way. Well, I mean, A, people have been stealing these from hospitals and B, there's just not enough to go around and they're starting to run out. And this is very dangerous for healthcare workers, you know. Um, but apparently people around the country who know how to sew are now taking up the, you know, charge and they're hand sewing thousands of masks across the country and giving them to hospitals and giving them to people whose work requires them to be out in public, like male people and stuff like that. And like, they're just rising to the occasion. And I, you know, when I read that, um, I was just like, this is almost, I mean, I don't want to like make a poor comparison, but in some ways it's reminiscent of World War II in the sense that like, you you know, like there's this national need and it's a crisis and people are just offering their time to provide what is needed for that, you know? Oh yeah. It's great to see finally people 
Yeah, in a way, we're getting more personal again. I think we, we had a lot of issues with technology and social media that we were actually more like distancing ourselves mm -hmm. from people. And it's been great just seeing it's like, I'm going to help people again. And I'm going to like yes. connect with others. And it's not this like, oh, well, you believe in these things, so I can't help you. Or like, right. help you. And it's just like, you're a person, I'm going to help you. And we needed to see that and also just appreciate one another again i think for a long time we've been just taking everything for granted and being absolutely like, oh, like i hate going to the grocery store or like i don't want to run errands and like all this stuff and it's like all those little things that you take for granted it's like i should be so thankful for and just being like wow like, oh, yeah. i like have the ability to just do all these these small things Right. Oh, I know. I mean, even when I went to stock up, you know, like you were saying, like, I was like, no, I'm not going to get caught up. And it was like, oh, crap, I probably need to stock up. I have like nothing at home. You know, so I'm like going frantically through the grocery store and, you know, they've already practically decimated the meat section and the frozen okay. section and the dairy section. It's like, forget about that and don't even think about cleaning supplies. And like, I'm going through going like, oh, my goodness, like, okay, I need to buy stuff that will be nourishing, that will last me, yeah. that like, I can realistically use. Um, and I'm, you know, it was kind of stressful. But as I'm looking for options, I start being aware of how plentiful what we have is like the Ooh, fact that yeah. I still was able to fill up a buggy full of food. I was still able yeah. to figure out substitutes for the things I would normally get. And I came home and I had an abundance of food. I mean, uh, you know, my sister's made a few grocery store runs, but pretty much like I've been surviving off of that, you know, those couple of grocery store runs I, I made, you know, I've got vegetables, I've got meat in the freezer. I've got like, I've got what I need. And I was just, yeah. that is incredible. Like just, it, you just don't think about that. It's things you take for granted. Any other time, I would just be like, I can't believe that they aren't stocked up. I couldn't find anything, you know. Yeah. But no, it was like, oh my goodness, like there's food. Like I can, I can provide for myself, you know. And it's funny too because all I try to go to the grocery store just like twice a week, and like I'm always able to get for the most part like everything I need. But it's funny to see what foods like people value or like think are important because every time like the produce is completely like stacked I'm able to get like all my fruits and vegetables Same. and meat but then it's like all the frozen foods are gone and like pasta's all gone but it's like all these just like healthy foods are just there no guys like no one's like quick like get carrots you know like <laughs> I know I bought like three bags of carrots they had so much produce yeah, I was like, like that's actually happened to me. I first I went to the freezer section. And I was like, oh, well, forget about that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, what am I going to do? I need frozen food. And then I was like, Noelle, you can literally go to the produce section, buy fresh produce, and then freeze it. Like, Very I know it's shocking, shocking. but like, <laughs> like, and so that's what I did, you know? And it's just like, oh, my goodness. Like, I'm actually eating healthy. I'm cooking. I'm like, this is so cool. I'm going for walks because it's like I can't stay cooped up in my apartment 24-7. Right. <laughs> well, it's funny, like, I'm actually starting to kind of, like, meet my neighbors. I guess, right, me too. I don't know them. And then, like, the other day, I went for a walk, and I, like, went and, like, met this woman from my neighborhood, and we talked for, like, 10 minutes. And, of course, we stayed, like, six feet away. Right. <laughs> I just thought, I like, I've, like, never really talked to you before, but now we yeah. are. Great conversation. I'm like, this was so nice. 
The same thing happened to me, um, you know, and I had been thinking anyway that I really wanted to start trying to make friends and stuff, but like I was out on a walk and actually I was uh, FaceTiming your sister uh, and I, my keys to my apartment fell out of my pocket while I was walking and I didn't realize until much later. And so I had to go retrace my entire like long path and I wasn't finding anything and I was asking like random people I would normally never talk to like have you seen my keys they're like no I'll let you know if I find them blah 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 and finally I ran into this family I was like on my second go through trying to find it and I found this thing I found this family this family was out walking and we ran into each other and uh it was like it was a mom and her two daughters and the grandmother I think I mentioned them earlier and they had seen my keys and so the two daughters walked me back and we got into a conversation that's how I found out they were from Puerto Rico and they had just they hadn't really been here much longer than since September I think and I was like man you know I've been trying to work on my Spanish and the daughter was like well my mom is really trying to learn English and I was like maybe we could do an exchange via FaceTime or you know on walks or something like that and lo and behold like we connected and now we've like taken walks several times together I helped them with their scavenger hunt the other day and you know it's just like what the heck like I've been missing this like yeah. I didn't take a quarantine to like bring this out of us but it's kind of cool it like, is, we have yeah. the time now I think is what it is like everyone was That's too true. busy before oh absolutely um you know and I think it's it's interesting when like women really started entering the workforce like it was great you know we needed women working but we never thought like okay now that we have two like men and women both in the workforce and probably having the two adults and like a family household like out working like our society kind of needs to change or the work schedule needs to change because like you can't two people working eight hours a day and then expect them to have like okay, now you have to clean your home and, like, take care of the kids and cook right. stuff. And you're like, that's a full-time job in itself. And so we never thought, like, how can we make it work that, like, men and women can both be in the workforce but still have, like, yes. a family unit and make the household work? And, like, that's something that needs to change. And, like, we – sometimes I feel like women still get heat for this. of Like, you shouldn't be working. Like, you got to be with your kids. And it's like, why can't we – look at the situation and change that and not like tear down the person instead yeah like how how, how can we as a society adjust exactly. and change and it's hard for society to change and i think sometimes it takes things like this catalysts i mean world war ii was a huge catalyst for cultural change positive and negative you know and i think big events that force everyone to make lifestyle changes sure. tend to do that um and it's so it's such a funny coincidence actually because i was reading uh in the atlantic actually uh an article i want to say maybe two months ago and the title was something like the nuclear family has failed or something like that and it was it's actually really interesting if you if you want to look it up i think you would find it fascinating and they were just talking about how like basically so for most of human history, people have basically lived in very communal, very often multi-generational homes. Um, and it's only been like 
kind of since I want to say World War II, especially, um, that that really started to shift. And I think, and they, they talked about some of the cultural reasons that happened, but that we kind of created this experiment where instead of remaining really connected to your roots and your family um, and your community, like people are just kind of breaking off, like constantly breaking off into these little, like solo little self-contained units, but that we actually don't have the kind of support that we had before and it seemed great in terms of offering more independence and more of all of these things but we actually ended up like society has slowly been affected by our isolation from each other and we've been seeing all of these things uh that aren't so desirable surfacing and the the article kind of commented on how maybe because of how we are and our basic needs people are starting to you know, kids are starting to go back home to live with their parents for a while, or, you know, there's a rise in more than one generation in a home. I'm, I think 20% of the American population before the coronavirus hit were living, you know, in multi-generational homes. And I'm going like, well, what's going to happen if we combine that trend with what's going on now? I, I could totally see a really positive shift happening and us coming to value family and community again, and just rethinking how we do things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You made so many great points there. And like, it just made me think about like how crazy this world like for my grandma like must be because she grew up, you know, in the 50s. And it's like everyone knew each other in the neighborhood, like kids mm -hmm. from like from the neighborhood are running in and out of your house and like, yes, neighbors and you all helped each other. So like from going to that and then like transitioning, like when I like, go and visit her, and, like, she doesn't know, like, Anybody. any of her neighbors now, and, like, her neighborhood is so quiet, and just, like, mm -hmm. you wonder, like, how that must be for, her, like, going from, like, a life that was, like, always seeing people to, like, not knowing anyone in your neighborhood. Um, that must be so and, hard. Yeah, and so it's, I think it's very encouraging to see that we're slowly turning back to, like, oh, we, we should know our neighbors and like community is so important and the family yes. is so important. Yeah. That's so, so cool. Though, yeah. So though we're, we're all struggling and there's a lot of negative in the world. I think we're going to see a lot of positive too. And it, <laughs> I do too. I do. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I guess it's hard to know what will happen in the future, but I've been encouraged to be honest, yeah. like more than I thought, you know, Initially. Yeah, it's cool. You were telling me about um, the app Hello Talk. Yes. This is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, for a long time, I mean, I, I've always loved languages uh, ever since because my family, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this last episode, but my family lived in uh, France for a while because my parents were actually in ministry. And so we went to school in France and had to learn the language. Basically, we just started going to school, you know, and you have to learn when you just get thrown in like that. And I've always loved languages. And so I had started trying to learn Spanish around the time I started college. Um, and so along the way, you know, I uh, slowly was learning and I downloaded this app, Hello Talk, um, as one of the ways I was trying to learn. And it's basically a language exchange app. Um, and it's, you know, you can connect with people all around the world. Uh, 
And it's like a cross between language, a language app and like social media, but it's specifically for language. And you basically, you know, will help you pick your target language and what you speak and you'll get shown people that match that and you can help each other. So you can call each other, you can message each other, comment on each other's posts and correct each other's stuff and whatever. Um, but it's so cool because, you know, I've been getting back on, I've been focusing on a lot of hobbies that I kind of let drop by the wayside and so I re-downloaded Hello Talk and I got back on and you know I'll just be scrolling through the feed of people posting and there's people from you know around around the world mostly Latin America but I there was even guy one guy from Morocco and they're all posting about the quarantine they're all asking each other like how is stuff going like does anybody have any ideas I ran I've run out of stuff to do Aww. you know um and it's just like I guess it just made me so aware of just it's like we're this big global community right now, which is just so cool, you know, and like I can comment on anybody's posts and like we both kind of understand what we're going through. Like we're both doing the same thing, you know. Uh, my mom sent me a video from France because in France they're even stricter. Like you kind of can't leave your house right now, especially around Paris. And so they're just completely confined. And this one family has been cooped up and they created a music video all about like all the things they couldn't do because they were confined to their house. And it's like, the mom's like, why don't we do this? And the dad's like, no, we're confined, we can't leave. Well, how about we do this? No, we're confined, we can't leave. And it's like this entire, you know, music video. Um, and it was just so interesting, like, and funny and just, I don't know, just heartwarming, I guess, to see like, we're all sharing this experience, you know? Um, and yeah, I just, I love seeing that. And it makes you aware of how connected you are to the global community in a way that you aren't usually aware of, you know? Oh, yeah. And, you know, I think like, if I could wish like something like everyone would have the chance to do, it would be to visit a different country. I think it's so good. It really yes. opens your eyes. It changes your perspective on life. It helps you to see. Oh, yeah there's not one like right way of living. I think that's so important. Yes. I think you can see that. And like, it, it makes me sad that a lot of people don't have that opportunity to see the world. Um, and this, yeah, yeah, this experience is kind of given people, even though they can't like go to another country, just to see how yeah. long is he affected and like, Oh wow. Like we're going it's through the same thing and seeing like people, being people and not just like this this idea of like oh like you're over there but, yeah you know value these these things and out. it's ironic isn't it like we can travel less and we're more connected to each other in a certain way um and it's also like a return to basics like the things that really matter to everyone which is just beautiful like you remind you of what we have in common um and it's a great time to pick up um, since you can't, you know, you're limited to your activities. There's a lot of activities you might choose not to do if you had more options, you know, so it's a great time to pick up a new hobby or to pick back up on something that you had abandoned, like language learning or music, um, you know, delve back into relationships, especially long distance friendships that you haven't been able to, you know, all of these things that you don't have time to focus on, like all of a sudden we have this time. Um, and it's like, you know, I've been working on a bunch of stuff. I mean, languages and I'm thinking about picking up some bluegrass style ukulele, which is yeah. apparently a thing. Like I'm super excited about that. <laughs> uh, discovered some Chris Thiele, uh, yeah. tutorials on the mandolin and I'm completely freaking out because it's like relatively inexpensive and I'm like what the heck like where right. has this been my whole life like what's wrong with me I had all of these things <laughs> but it's so interesting like these
these things that we could have been doing all along and we're rediscovering them, oh. you know? No, it's so yeah. nice people just playing music and, and doing hobbies and sharing. Oh, yeah. It's funny because like that's how social media started was like you would just be like, here's me, like here I'm playing the guitar or like look what I, I know today. And like that's how it started. And then I think when kind of took on a life of its own. Yeah. And then I think when businesses got on to social media and also like famous people and musicians, like a lot of like people got really scared and like, what do I have to share? Like, I'm not famous. I don't have a cool life. And so I see more like all my friends like weren't really posting, but now I've seen a surge of that again. So it's like, well, like, look what I'm doing. I'm at now. home and doing this, I, might as well record it. <laughs> yeah, like, I highly in- encourage, like, just post it. Like, you know, like, yeah, show it. Share it. Like, People are stuck yeah. in their homes. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, I'm all, all about that. So um, it's nice to see, I think, people again seeing, like, oh, I have something to share. Like, yeah. you know, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe a million people will see it. Maybe just one person. But, like, just show, like, you also, like, do cool things. And you have hobbies. and and you're important. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, and honestly, I mean, for anybody listening to this who is just like going completely nuts and can't think of anything to do, I mean, you know, obviously everyone has different interests, so, you know, you may have to find your own, but I mean, there's so many things that you might not have thought to do for a long time, and like, you know, like I said, I mean, think about picking up an instrument or picking an instrument back up, you know, oh, yeah. or learning a language. I mean, r- really, it's it's not just something to do during quarantine. It's, this is something that will further enrich your life. You're going to have, you're going to carry this forward. So you're like, you're finding ways to make quarantine, like be an enriching time for you that's going to oh, enrich yeah. the rest of your life. Learning a language, I mean, not just traveling, but learning a language changes it you discover other parts of yourself that you, I'm, I promise you, like if you don't speak a second language, you might not be able to completely like believe the difference that it could make. But like you, there is a part of yourself that you only discover when you become fluent in another language um, and can, you know, kind of interact with that culture. Like it's such an enriching experience. It's such a beautiful thing because being able to communicate with people in their mother tongue and it gives you an in, like, you're no longer an outsider. I mean, you you aren't, like, native to that culture, but you can participate in a way that you never could before. And it's a different way of describing the world and experiencing the world. So, I mean, this is a great time to be trying to learn a language. Um, there's a million different apps and resources out there that you could tune into, um, YouTube accounts. I mean, I have a ton that I can recommend, so I don't know if you, uh, Grace, if you... Uh, you know, post links to accompany your podcast, but yeah, I'll, sure. I'll send you some of those resources. If any of your listeners want to check out some language learning or music learning <laughs> resources, uh, you know, learn to cook, um, yeah. start making friendship bracelets. I mean, I'm serious, like pick up crocheting, uh, whip your art back out. I mean, there's so many things that we lose the time for and we have that time right now, guys. Like we do and rekindle friendships, like take advantage of the fact that you've got time on your hands, you know? So that's my little sermon there, but. <laughs> oh, <great. laughs> oh yes. I, I love everything you said. It's so true. It's, it's going to be like our new Renaissance. Like, yes. <laughs> 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 
summary. I love it. Yeah. But Noelle, this was so great. Unfortunately, our time is up. But thank you so much for being on the show again. I always love having you as a guest. Yeah. I'm so grateful for our pleasure. And I'm glad we were able to also reconnect during this time. Definitely. Yeah, this has been really great. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Noelle. Thank you. Bye, Grace. Thanks so much for listening. Want to stay updated? You can find me on Instagram at GracieAutumn95. There you can find updates on new podcast episodes and blog posts. Thanks again and stay safe.